Section 8 of The Rover, Volume 1, Number 24. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Rover, Volume 1, Number 24. Edited by Seba Smith and Lawrence Labrie. Section 8. The Florentine Mother. Teresa Balducci, a lady of a noble Florentine family, had not been long a widow before she beheld her two sons, the inheritors of an ample patrimony, independent of her. To a mother endued with every virtue, and awake to the nicest touches of maternal sensibility, the independence of her sons, exposed by their very opulence to all the varieties of temptation, must have been extremely alarming, even if their dispositions had appeared at their outset to be the most happy and promising. But what must have been her anxiety, what her terrors, when all of Florence soon distinguished them as foremost among the profligate and abandoned. In vain did she repeat the most earnest expostulations. In vain have recourse to entreaties, or give vent to her agony in tears. Her voice was no longer heard, nor did the affecting effusions of maternal grief make the slightest impression. Her eldest son continued at Florence, while the youngest left that city in order to make the tour of Italy. One evening, this disconsolate mother being alone, now lost in thought, and now weeping at the licentiousness of her sons, she was surprised, on a sudden, with the appearance of a stranger, with a bloody sword in his hand, and paleness, distraction, and terror on his countenance. Terrified at this unexpected and frightful object, she endeavoured to retire. The stranger hastily followed her and threw himself at her feet. Ah, he said, have pity on an unfortunate man. I am a Roman. I have been in this city two days, and having finished the business which brought me hither, I was going to my inn in order to prepare for my departure, when a person passing by me kicked me with great brutality. On remonstrating with him against this incivility, he added insult to outrage. On resenting this treatment, he grew more abusive than before, and threatened me with such insolence that I could no longer contain myself. I drew my sword, he drew his, and in an instant fell pierced by my first thrust. Heaven can witness my grief at this involuntary murder. Distracted, scarce sensible of what I did, not knowing whither to fly, I have ventured to seek an asylum in your house, the door of which I found accidentally open. Oh, madam, pity an unfortunate man. Permit me to take refuge here till the pursuit is over, and the darkness of the night may allow me to retire with safety. At this recital, the good Teresa Balducci trembled with horror, and an unaccountable presentiment filled her mind with a thousand cruel apprehensions. 
nevertheless attentive only to the suggestions of compassion and humanity she conducted the stranger to a closet in which she carefully concealed him the forebodings of this unfortunate mother were but too well founded in a little time she was again struck by a sudden bustle and noise pale and trembling she hastened to the hall and there beheld what a sight for a mother her eldest son brought before her pierced by a deep wound in his breast and weltering in his blood she uttered a dreadful shriek her son almost lifeless perceiving himself just expiring made a last effort and turning to his mother alas said he you behold in me an example of the just punishment of heaven i have deserved my fate let my death serve at least as a warning to my brother if the person who killed me is apprehended i entreat you to undertake his defence my mother he is innocent i alone am the aggressor at these words he expired the unhappy mother sunk senseless on the body her attendants at last forced her from the bloody corpse uncertain however for a long time whether she were yet living it was with the greatest difficulty she was brought to herself her anguish must have been insupportable but that it found vent at last in a flood of tears she kept calling every moment for her son she repeatedly insisted upon seeing him again and it was not without violence that she was removed from the shocking sight what in the meantime must have been the grief and consternation of the young stranger who from the place of his concealment heard the whole tragical scene of which he had been the cause in the distracting idea that he was the author of the calamity of this respectable mother he regretted that he had not fallen under the sword of his adversary on the other hand the fear of being discovered chilled his blood at the least motion or the slightest noise he remained in this perplexity till about midnight all being quiet then and the first emotions of maternal grief having given place to reflection teresa went to the closet she opened it the young man prostrated himself at her feet i call heaven to witness said he that i would give my blood rise said teresa you have made me the most wretched of mothers but i know your innocence my son has charged me to protect you and it is my duty to do it a carriage will be here presently and one of my servants shall conduct you to the frontiers this purse will supply your wants may heaven grant you that peace of which you have deprived me the young roman inexpressibly affected by this exalted instance of generosity felt a deeper impression of grief alas said he i can never forgive myself for having involved in misery such a mother such an excellent woman he poured forth a thousand wishes for her welfare he kissed again and again her beneficent hand and he left her in tears resolved to seize every opportunity which fortune might offer to prove his regret and gratitude nor did he long wait for this opportunity 
when he had passed viterbo he beheld a young man attacked by two robbers against whom he defended himself with difficulty he leapt from the carriage and flew to his assistance the robbers fled but the young man was wounded he took him into his carriage and returned to viterbo fortunately the wound was not dangerous it was soon healed and a thousand times he thanked his deliverer but who can describe the consolation and joy which the young roman felt when he found that he had saved the brother of the very man whom he had killed in florence he embraced him affectionately what thanks said he do i owe to heaven which has thus graciously afforded me the means of acknowledging in some measure the goodness of your adorable mother it will be impressed for ever on my heart hasten to see her once more your presence is necessary she impatiently expects you tell her that the man whose life she preserved has had the happiness to expose it for you and that it is still his ardent wish to employ the remainder of it in the service of both arrived at florence it was a painful surprise to the young balducci to hear from his mother an account of all that had happened he could not recollect in the same person the destroyer of his brother and his own deliverer without feeling the most contradictory emotions but the proofs which he had of his innocence lessened the horror with which he at first regarded him and the gratitude he had felt for his own preservation resumed all its force while he deplored the death of his brother he was not less assiduous to take every measure to procure the acquittal of the young roman in the meantime the death of his brother and his own imminent danger made a deep impression on young balducci he perceived all the perils to which youth is exposed from a rash and inconsiderate conduct he entirely changed the course of his life and by a virtuous and exemplary conduct from that moment he consoled his mother at last for the great loss she had sustained End of section 8. Recording by Alan Mapstone.